Coming up, we're going to talk some NBA shortly, and we're going to catch up and chat with Nick Wilson, who has just retired from the Black Sticks. He's had a hell of a career, so we're looking forward to reflecting on that. And after 8 o'clock, we got Clark Laidlaw. But right now, it's time to talk some NBA, because who would have thought? We spoke about comebacks for our can't wait question of the day. There's been some great comebacks coming through the Temper Bed Post text machine. Double eight, double three, or 811. It's been great to reflect. I've had my own personal comebacks. I'm about to make the biggest comeback of my life, but will there be anything more that will top this off? That what's about to happen? We got John Corrales. He's a uh, Boston Celtic uh, writer over in Boston, and he's going to talk to us all about the situation that's about to unfold today. I cannot believe it. He probably can't believe it, but he will be really confident. John, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? We're good. We are good, my friend. Um, look, can you believe? I know you're going to say yes, but can you believe that you're here? 3-3. Three, three. Um, so, yes, but uh, no, it's a, uh, uh, I, I can't believe that we're, we got here this way, right? Like, I can't believe that it, it's two three-game winning streaks in a playoff series, you don't see that ever, obviously. So, um, and then to have the last game end the way it did, it's it's about as improbable a path to a game seven as you're going to find. So, I'm not shocked that Boston and Miami went seven. I am quite shocked at the path they took. Hey, John, just take us just take us through that last game. Like when we were watching the game, and it came down. To that three, those three point, um, those shots at the end, and then you get the the, the clock stopped. That it had two point one seconds on on the shot clock, and they pushed it out to three seconds. Is there a reason that uh, point? Yeah, it was three seconds. Was there a reason they gave it that point nine of a second? Because if you take that into account, that uh, shot that Derek White put up on the rebound doesn't count. Yeah. Um, so there, they determined that. The contact that Al Horford made that was uh, deemed illegal happened at the three-second mark. So they went with the first contact, the, you know, and, and maybe, maybe they thought that some other stuff had happened prior to the play that maybe Jimmy Butler got away with that they couldn't, result, couldn't um, overturn. There's some conversation about a double dribble or a travel, which whatever. But they, they looked at the play. You can say, if you look at it real slowly, Al Horford's first contact came at exactly the three-second mark, so that's, that's why they put that on the clock. John, what about the Boston Celtics this season? Because last season they, you know, got to the finals uh, with the best offensive team in the league, but maybe just didn't have quite enough creativity uh, on uh, on the offense to get it done. But this season they really seem to have fallen away on the defensive end at, at crucial times. Yeah, this this year's team's different, right? This year's team is an offense first team. It has been an offense first team. Now they have gotten back to a little bit of defense here in the in the last few games, especially games five and six. Uh, but even even in that game uh, game, I'm sorry, games four and five. Uh, but in game six, you even had them really shutting down the paint. At, at one point, I think it was the lowest percentage in the paint in the Eric Spolstra era. 
So that was that was an impressive level of defense for the Celtics. But all season long, they they really focused on their offense, and they've let their offense kind of fuel their defense. And, and that's probably why some of their their lapses happen. That when when they struggle to get some shots later in the game, they might get a little frustrated. They might get a little rushed, and and when that happens, the, you tend to make some mistakes, and and that leads to the late fouls. That's why Jimmy Butler has had a, a real, even in a bad game that he was having in game six, that's why he's able to, to still kind of find his way to the free throw line and score those 15 fourth quarter points. So I, I think the Celtics have done a good job turning it around a little bit and playing more defense first lately, but their focus has mostly been on the offense all season long. Mate, they've done a, a great job um, negating the Jimmy Butler threat they're putting two bodies on him, not allowing him to get chances in the paint. And when they do, he's obviously going to the to the free throw line. But then others around him are having to step up. Adebayo has um has been pretty non-existent in the last couple of games. And, and you talked about the the second point opportunity or second chances to have another crack at position. They haven't quite had that. Has that been real part of the plan for the Boston Celtics to negate those two? They've got a really good chance to to winning winning the game. Yeah, they've done a they've done a really good job of trying to kind of keep those two in check. Now they should be mm-hmm. focusing a little bit more on maybe Caleb Martin, Gabe Vince. Like they've kind of I don't want to say let because that takes away from what Martin and, and Vincent have been able to do, but they've they've kind of lost those two guys too often, and they've they've been able to keep Miami in in the game. They can't do that, but the the job that they're doing on Butler and Adebayo has been really, really good, uh, especially in the last few games. They're, they're staying down on the upfakes. I think what they're understanding now is that Jimmy Butler doesn't have much left. He clearly doesn't have the same level of lift because he's not finishing in the paint like he used to. He's getting blocked straight up. You know, he's, it's not like he's getting blocked, somebody's coming over on the help or anything like that. His own defender is blocking him multiple times, which you just don't see very often. So it's very obvious to me that Jimmy Butler is – Nowhere near 100%. So, excuse me, they're staying down on his pump fakes. They're, they're not bailing him out, and he's kicking it out, and, and that's limiting him through the first few quarters of the game. And Bam Adebayo, they've done a good job kind of attacking his dribble anytime he brings the ball down. They're just digging at it, making him uncomfortable, and, and so those, those two defensive strategies have worked out very well. What about that moment when Jimmy Butler gets down on his ankles and toes and takes a photo, looks over at Al Horford? Is that be- about to become the greatest meme of all time? The timeout one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, the that, So Al, Al Horford hit Miami with the timeout early, earlier in that, in that series, in that game, I think. Mm. And that was Jimmy's response because – Anytime an NBA player has a chance to do something petty, they're going to take that opportunity. Yeah. So <laughs> I, think, I think when you are willing to put yourself out there and, and make yeah. that kind of you know, gesture, you've got to be willing to take you know, the risk of that coming back and biting you. Now, <laughs> in the moment, that was fine. It was fine. They, they came back. They won the game. So it worked out for Jimmy. Mm. But – Boy, the Celtics coming back to win four, you know, four games to three. 
that that picture is going to haunt Jimmy Butler for a long time. I, I can already tell you that <laughs> I know there are probably thousands of Celtics fans with that <laughs> meme in their draft waiting to send as soon as the buzzer hits. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be superb. Uh, 13 past 7 here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. We are talking uh, the NBA playoffs, the Eastern Conference Finals with John Corrales, Boston Celtics podcaster and writer. And uh, John, I've got to ask about, you've mentioned him. I mean, Jalen Brown, he gets a lot of headlines, as does Jason Tatum. But Al Horford uh, maybe doesn't get the plaudits, but man, he, he's been absolutely immense uh, right throughout this playoff season, particularly against the 76ers. Just how important is he to this team? He's huge. He's huge. The block shot that he had on Adebayo uh, there in, in game six was just gigantic. And it was after after Horford turned the ball over. So he needed to make a play to make up for it, and he, he got up there. He's still capable of making those plays, but I think more importantly, if he's hitting three-pointers, you got no chance. If Al Horford hits two or three three-pointers in a game, there's a good chance you're losing. I don't even know what the win-loss record is, but I'm, there's a good chance that, that the, the, it's a very high win percentage for Boston because that means when Tatum and Brown are driving and you're doubling, sending extra help, and they're kicking it out, Horford is that overflow offense where he's just catch-and-shoot three-pointer. If he's making three of five, four of six, then, then you're toast because now you have to go out there and guard him, which means you're opening up lanes for Tatum and Brown. And if the next guy has to help, then that means Derek White and Marcus Smart and, and other guys are getting their open looks at three. And if all of that is happening, then, then it just becomes a barrage. You know, you're, you're doing everything you can to shut down Tatum and Brown, and all of a sudden all these other guys are starting to bury their threes. And so you have to stay home on them, and that just – all of a sudden Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown get single covered. And at that point, forget it. You, that, that becomes an avalanche of points and, and a blowout. John, you mentioned uh, the pettiness of NBA players. Nothing, nothing more petty than an NBA player than an NBA fan. Uh, you've already mentioned the Celtic fans uh, are ready to press go on that meme. Um, what do you think means more to them? Uh, winning the the uh, the NBA Finals for the sake of winning the NBA Finals, or winning the NBA Finals because it means they're going to have one more than the Lakers. Oh well, I mean, I mean, obviously, every <laughs> champ, everybody wants a championship. Let me tell you something, how, how it's perceived in Boston. People in Boston already, already know that the Celtics have more chance championships than the Los Angeles Lakers because the Minneapolis Lakers have uh, a, a bunch of those. And it wasn't until the 80s <laughs> that the L.A. Lakers even acknowledged the Minnesota championships. It wasn't until they realized, oh, wait, if we count those, we're at almost as many as Boston. So, and I'm telling you, you can Google it. You can go back to like the mid '80s uh, letterhead, and you can see that the the Lakers called themselves like seven time champs or so, whatever it was. And so I, that's something that Boston hangs its hat on. So, but if anything that adds to the total that that can put them one up on the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, pile it on. Keep keep bringing it because uh, I think Celtics fans, there's 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 nothing. It, it's it's winning a championship. It's 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 somehow 
demoralizing the Lakers in the process. And then if you, if you roll in some Philly 76ers stuff, then that's, that's a great trifecta. If the Celtics win the championship, then this playoff run would be just chef's kiss perfect for people in Boston. Well, let's talk about that championship, mate. I love it. I love that little battle we got. I'm a Lakers fan, but I'm not that diehard. I don't really care about it. If I've got one more than Boston, come on. Just want to win it. But uh, we're not. We haven't got a chance. You're potentially going to have a chance. You're going to win today. We know that. You're going to go to the garden. You're going to get the job done. But then you've got a hell of a challenge ahead of you. The Denver Nuggets have been sitting away, prepping nicely, getting yeah. their bodies ready. The Jokers just simmering away, ready. You're going to walk into a hell of a battle. Will there be enough le- juice left in the tank to take on the Nuggets? Have you got the team? That's that's going to be the million-dollar question. Because um, <laughs> this, this is – the, the knock on the Celtics is that this – this run has been about three or four games too long already. Yeah. You know, you played one more than you had to against Atlanta. You definitely played at least one more than you had to against Philly, maybe two. You definitely played at least one too many against Miami because you should have won game two. So that piles up for sure. Um, the only thing that I can say is, unlike last season when I thought the Celtics were in trouble, when they faced the Warriors, because the Warriors had all of that, that experience and that talent, the Nuggets have a ton of talent, but no experience. And the Celtics match up really well. They match up really, really well against Denver. They've played Denver really, really well over the past few years. So as long as the Celtics can come out and if, assuming they beat Miami, which is a big assumption, assuming they beat Miami, if they can come out and, and play their best basketball early against Denver, they can they can build leads in all of these games. It's just a matter of can they hold them, and and that's been a, that's been the biggest problem for Boston. Yeah, what what do you point that, what do you put that down to, John? Not being able to hold leads because man, they've had some leads uh, even against you know go back to that seventy sixes series. They you know the seventy sixes should have been dead and buried yeah. a few times. Well, we finally heard from Jalen Brown, who maybe it took. Charles Barkley asking the question that he said, you know, we get apprehensive in the fourth quarter and you, you fall into the trap of you don't want to be the guy who makes the mistake, which ends up making you the guy who makes the mistake. They, they play too tight. They start, you know, when their offense is going great, they're playing with incredible pace. After a make, you'll see Marcus Smart grab the ball and go. Get the ball over half court by 19 seconds. Get, get into the early offense. See if you can get a cross match. See if you can find an advantage. See if you can find a two-on-one somewhere. And then in the last five, six minutes of a game with a lead, all of a sudden they're just barely getting the ball over court in eight seconds. And they're starting their offense at 13 and 12. And all of a sudden everything is rushed because the defense starts to look really good when the shot clock is winding down. And it's very easy for a defender to be like, okay, it's five seconds, it's four seconds. You can see the clock behind the guy. You can get up and challenge because you know that they're running out of time. So the Celtics get into this trap of winding the clock down and backing themselves into corners and taking tough shots and missing. And now, now you have to get back into transition. And because you're not set, you end up fouling. It's, it's, it's a kind of a cycle. 
They need to continue to play their normal basketball. I'll go to the Nuggets and how they finished off the Lakers in game three of their series. It was close, and they just kept playing their style of basketball and just putting the Lakers away. That's what Boston needs to do. They get away from it too much. They're a little too – they play scared. They have to play with confidence to close these games out. John Corrales with us uh, from – from the uh, Locked On Celtics podcast, author of the Boston Celtics all-time all-stars as well. So thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Go well. Uh, enjoy game seven and uh, bring on the nuggets. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. No worries. John Corrales. Yeah, John. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's all over the Boston Celtics. And uh, yeah, well worth a follow on Twitter as well. Uh, you you feeling... You feeling it now? Is it you gonna you gonna trade in that ugly purple and yellow for some some beautiful green? <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, I just think if they can, they're gonna win today. But man, like he spoke about, just games they probably let go. Have, it might cost them in the end. Just juice in the tank. It's gonna be tough, mate. The, the Nuggets four and zero. They've been simmering away, resting up for weeks. So. It's going to be hard, old my whole battle. It will be. Uh, keep your texts coming through. Double eight, double three. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, uh, the uh, house of the real house of fragrance.